You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 105, recorded March 8th. 2021. The topic for this episode is Captain's Log Part 2. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hi, Elemist. Hi, Orchid. Hello. Here's some podcast info for you. We encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at heyitsorchid or at elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist nailed it you can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com you can send us a review wherever you can find the podcast except for spotify for some reason you can also just talk to us in our discord the lore hub there is a link to the invitation for our discord in the description of this uh, episode so go look for it there um, you can also find our information uh, in the, it's like I've never done this before. You can find our info at the lore, inf <laughs> can you edit this? You can also find our info at the lorenetwork.com alongside many impressive floor content creators. Jesus oh, what? this is going to be in the episode. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> oh my God. That's going in the episode. What in my mouth <laughs> i have no idea i am just Red thankful for the sounds it made i should stop my recording and delete it <laughs> <laughs> i think it peaked also <laughs> oh i heard it What are words? <laughs> Something that escapes you. Uh, <laughs> well, it's just started out really great. Uh, I love everything. I had a really long weekend. I got together with a resolute. If you know him, he's um, an artist in the Destiny community, and he lives not too far away from me. So we got together and had a super fun Sunday afternoon, which is why we're recording on a Monday night instead of on Sunday, because he delivered a painting to me, and it's now hanging in my house. So nice. Um, I have. I am now the proud owner of uh, Symmetry, the scout rifle, and it now lives on my wall. And I've, it's really pretty. And I've been an owner of mm -hmm. Symmetry since it first came out. Mm-hmm. But now I, I own the painting for it, so. I loved it. <laughs> it's so pretty. I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> I love it. So it's behind me now on my wall. Yay. So sometime you'll be able to see it. You can see it on my stream. It's twitch.tv slash heyitsorchid. Um, so this week at uh, Guardians of Lore, the Twaggle, um, in the Twab, they talked about the teleporty enemies. That was a thing. Uh, if you've noticed since the beginning of Beyond Light, um, 
we had a real problem with um champions being teleporty and then they're like oh we're gonna totally fix that and then everybody became super teleporty <laughs> they didn't fix it they made it way worse thanks budgie well like cool that's part of software development like they find a solution for it push it out to production and then it doesn't work exactly the way they intended exactly like it happens so yes yes um one of the big changes so they talked about um they had two streams of network traffic one for gameplay simulation stuff like ai and another for handling activity stuff like playing music showing mission objectives playing dialogue um so then with update 3.0 they combined this traffic into a single stream um then they underestimated how much extra traffic that would add yeah so yeah um they they need to do some additional work to add lanes to because they added so many more cabal enemies with flamethrowers and things so when they made the helm and they added a shit ton of enemies everyone's just like oh no which is why you're having you know barrier enemies teleporting outside of their barriers now because that's a thing that's been happening to me lately on both xbox and pc i haven't experienced that at all really i've had it on both and see, I and have not, not experienced oh, that at all. So weird. I've had it on both. It's been the weirdest thing. And I know it's not just me. I know it's been, I've had multiple people like say, have you seen this? I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> weird. But I've, um, I've really liked having just, I'm a big like Gears of War fan. I really like kind of horde mode type modes. Um, I just I love that kind of thing. Just like enemies kind of like spamming stuff at me. So like I'm really enjoying Helm. And um maybe when they combined all of that traffic, it wasn't really meant for stuff like that. So we'll see what happens when they kind of try to tweak what they did to try to fix it. But for now it's it's a little frustrating, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I don't, I mean, unlike you, I don't really understand software development. I do trees. I don't do computers. <laughs> so what I'm trees hearing is you want me to places. speak binary tree. Uh, oh, the, oh, Jesus. God, God damn it. All my <laughs> uh, I got him. <laughs> anyway, um, they also, well, what we also had this week that rocked the Destiny community, um, dinosaurs versus monsters. Almas, are you team dino or are you team monster? I am actually team dino. Team dino for the win. Um, we've decided this podcast uh, is team dino. It, what do you mean we? Uh, you decided we, that and then I just... I did. I did decide we were team dino. Um, Focus fire chat is also team dino until I found out that blue is team monster and I have disowned him. So. (laughs) 
We're team dino. <laughs> I want to go change my vote now. The dinosaur outfits are so cute. You can't. I know. You already said you're a team dino. You can't. Team dino is so cute. Anyway, um, so they are already planning for Festival of the Lost costumes. Um, the previews of the two concepts they have for Eververse, uh, which can be purchased for silver or earned via Bright Dust, movie monsters versus dinosaurs, two larger-than-life legends battle for control over this year's Festival of the Lost. Um, the universe isn't big enough for both of them, and they have only one goal, which is winning your vote. So you can vote for either dinosaurs or monsters. Honestly... I have opinions on both. The monster outfits are really cool and like separate. They would be really neat. Like I like both. I think piecemeal, like the monster outfits would work really cool, like by themselves. But like, come on. <laughs> I want to run around with some dinosaur. So I really, <laughs> I main tight. So my primary right. focus was, does the Titan look good? The monster mm-hmm. Titan, I understand what they were trying to go for. It just wasn't mm-hmm. for me. Right. So by default, I went with the other. Mm-hmm. And it actually does look good. It's just. I just I did mean, not... the dinosaur. Yeah. I, I just did not like those monster legs like if the legs I mean, were like different first cool though it, if they went with something different for the legs i would have gone f- for monster but really because the monster head looks like a dildo um may i refer you to the current season pass helmet yeah it's a dildo yeah. It no, it's a Hitachi vibrator. Yep. It's very sexual. <laughs> like or a bowling pin. Mhm. For the family friendly version. <laughs> like you're you're trying to make it sound like, you know, that's something unique and I'm like, um we currently have it. Yep. We do. We do. It's true. It's true. I don't know. I really want to be a dinosaur. I was the little kid that like wanted to be a dinosaur. Like your nephew wants to be a dinosaur or is a dinosaur currently. I think he speaks dinosaur as we talked yeah. about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. I was the little kid that wanted to be a dinosaur. Um, and like, dug in soil and dirt and told my mom I wanted to, you know, like find dinosaur bones and things and then realized that like digging in soil and dirt was boring and then decided to, you know, go be a geologist and then got a PhD in soil science. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> so I, did, I did rocks and dirt anyway, just not dinosaurs. So it's, I like dinosaurs. I want to be a dinosaur still. So I, dinosaurs were really easy. 
Um, but I think you can still, Toki, I swear to fuck, um, I think you can still vote. So if you can still vote, um, deadline for voting is, oh, nope, I think voting is already closed, question mark. Voting is closed today, actually, 6 p.m. Pacific. So get so those last closed. minute votes in. <laughs> pretty close. It's closed already. It's after 6 p.m. Wait, wait, wait. Like you mean 10. on the 8th? Today, the 8th. Yeah. Okay. Deadline for voting is 3-8-2021. That is today. At 6 p.m. It's 6-18 right now as we're doing this. I wasn't sure if you said that as today, the 12th, when this drops, or today, the 8th. No. Today, the 8th, as we're doing this. Yes. So today, today the 8th, it's already closed. So if you did not vote, I am really sorry for you because it was super cool and fun. So everyone was being really toxic online and all changed their names. And so Team Monster and Team Dino, um, we will announce the winner in a future TWAB. So look forward to that. Uh, the, this whole week was a lot of fun with Team Dino and Team Monster. So that was, it was fun. It was a nice diversion. Um, trials has been canceled until future notice. I was really sad that I could not do trials this past week. It was too bad. But, um, you know, it doesn't matter about cheaters or, you know, wall hacks or anything like that. Can't have hockey win trading. God. Too bad. <laughs> oh, well. As you can <sighs> tell, I am extremely torn up about it. I know. I was like, I had a whole weekend planned to do like trials with my friends and I couldn't play trials. So I was sad about it. I don't know. I like, like, I like Crucible and trials and stuff. I know you don't. I do. Well, I'm like, that's, that's fine. But I know. just because trials isn't around doesn't mean you can't still team up and do stuff. I know we 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 did comp and things, so it's okay. We were toxic and other stuff. Comp has gotten really sweaty this past weekend because everyone else is just doing comp. So yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyway, um, it looks like March sixteenth. Um, so after this episode should drop the um, you said the twelfth is when this is dropping. So you have through the weekend until the sixteenth is when they're gonna patch uh, the twelve man activities. So you have through the weekend to do all of your twelve man nightfalls, twelve man or yeah, twelve man presage, twelve man the whatever. <laughs> Pressage. 12 man and, and whatever yeah get 12 those, man pit get those 12 clown man car, whatever get those clown car activities done now <laughs> yep because who knows if that'll ever happen again probably not at all but um and like they yeah. are they are specifically patching it just in time for uh gms for grandmasters yeah, so gms are yeah they're supposed to start um on tuesday so Look forward to, I mean, Grandmasters, yay! Grandmasters are coming back on Tuesday. Look forward to that. Grandmasters are fun. I actually like doing those. But, um, yeah, so you have through the weekend to do, you know, 12-man raids and stuff. And if you haven't had the chance to do one yet, like, try to find a group to do them. 
I know a lot of people are still trying to do them and people have gotten better at the timing to get them down. So it's not taking so long to get into the activities now because we have more experience doing it. Yeah. So if you can't find a group, I know there's people in um, in our own discord in the lore hub who are doing them and there's clans, other places that are doing them. I know my own clan is doing them still also on streams and everywhere else. So so is mine. Um, I know streamers are doing them too. So if you see streamers doing them, like a lot of times they're asking people in their own communities if they want to drop in. So I mean, just like look around and see. Um, look on LFGs. Like look on Twitter. A lot of people are asking if there are people that want to do stuff. Like see if you can just get the experience because it's just really hilarious to look around in an activity that is seriously meant for six people. And seeing 11 other people just running around because it is dumb. <laughs> and it, it's it makes dumb. <laughs> and it makes the encounters go by so much quicker and so much easier. Um, or it doesn't because it's just like, well, so meant for six people, but there are too many people. <laughs> well, so what I'm specifically saying is I, I just ran, I think it was 11. No, no, no. I actually ran 12 people in um, Garden. Garden of Salvation. Oh, cool. That is the quickest I, I have ever gotten those completions. Oh, I don't doubt it. Because, like, for that second encounter, mm -hmm. two people stay on, on plate one, everybody else just splits off and goes to their own plates. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. So, like, by the second wave, we had Angelics coming out. Oh, my God. That is the That's fastest crazy. you can ever do that encounter. That's crazy. Um, I can't even imagine. In the final, oh in the final boss room, we had both portals mm -hmm. open at the same time with people just rotating in and out. Oh, my gosh. And, like, we got both banks fully stocked up, you know, so that, that no sacrifices could happen. And a good portion of the time, we sat there for another, like, 30 seconds just killing ads and waiting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, it made it super quick. And it was so much fun. Wow. That's, see, you know, that sounds like fun. It's stuff like that that you really want, at least, to try to get this experience just once. Yeah. You know? It's the little things. It's like it's, it's like the weekend when we were all playing laser tag in the Crucible. When it was super, when um, Prometheus Lens was super, super broken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I avoided the Crucible, like the plague, because I didn't want to just be deleted. So I didn't play Crucible that weekend. So I didn't get the emblem and I'm really sad about it. Um, and I wish I did because I should have. I should have just said fuck it and just done it. So yeah. it's stuff like that that you you wish you had just done. So just just do it. Just jump in and do it. Just do it. Is there anything else I missed? It's like pretty much like what happened this week, isn't it? Yeah. The majority of my time cool has been beans. jumping into clown car nightfalls. So, 
Double rewards. Have you gotten any good loot? A ton. Shadow price this week? A ton of shadow prices. Have you gotten any good rolls? The majority of them have had bottomless grief. Really? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I've gotten plenty of legendary shards. I was going to say, like... So what, what role are you looking for exactly? Uh... Honestly, I know I, you want the dragonfly on it. Yeah, I do um, want dragonfly. Um, but as for the other perk, I I haven't looked too much into it yet. Um, I have one so, with killing wind and um, dragonfly, and then I have another with. Oh, I have a really stable one. It's got like seventy eight stability, and it has. A stability masterwork. Um, it's got surplus on it, mm -hmm. and dragonfly. So like, I have surplus dragonfly on mine. Right. That one I really love. I I'm really into it. I'm I used it in pit, and I've been kind of using it to get used to it because like i said it's a since it's a slower fire one i don't really like it but i'm starting to get into it because of the dragonfly i put a dragonfly mod on it so it's just ridiculous i also it's, have it's good i also have a fourth times the charm with dragonfly mm -hmm. which is going to be great for pve because you're trying to go for those headshots. Fourth time mm -hmm. the charm is going to, it's going to, you like, you're benefiting from getting those headshots by doing fourth times the mm -hmm. charm. You're getting bullets mm -hmm. back. And when you finally get that kill, explosions. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, it's great synergy. Yeah. Um, I'm currently staring at like five that I have. One of which is just a placeholder. Mm -hmm. Like I'm holding on to um, a bottomless grief and disruption break. Mm -hmm. Just in case it actually gets good for GMs. Because like they've been rotating actual champion mods for our, our mm -hmm. armor. I'm waiting right. for odd rifles to come back. That way I can s slide that on my armor, go in with the bottomless grief, try it out. Because mm -hmm. um, I feel right. like in Grandmasters, you're going to get a lot more benefit out of that gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope you get a roll that you like. Are you going to keep trying? Um, I mean, resets tomorrow. Are you going to play any more tonight after we're done? No. Are you pretty much done for the night? I'm I'm done for the week. Mm -hmm. Um, it like this coming up week is gonna be palindromes, and I don't have like I already have a couple good palindromes, so I don't know if I'm actually gonna grind them. I don't have a palindrome, so I'm actually gonna like try uh, getting a few. Um, so we'll see. Um, I have a couple hand cannons that I actually like already that I use, but I'm more of a pulse rifle kind of person, so 
I don't know. I've been actually using Mita a lot lately uh, in Crucible because people get really tilted when I use it. I've been using that and like Recluse and people hate it when they see Recluse because they're like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because it's still good and you guys hate it when I use it. Why are you using Recluse? It's, it's sunset. It's sunset. Why are you pulling sunset things out? I'm like, because it's good. Do you want to see my Revoker? Because I still use that too. What? <laughs> anyway, um, shall we listen to a Lore Network ad? Sure. Cool. The Lore Network. Hey guys, it's Green from Focus Fire Chat. Have you guys ever wanted to listen to just the lore? Like, spend a few minutes consuming the lore in an audio format? Well, my new podcast, Destiny Lore Audiophile, does just that. Destiny Lore Audiophile is a podcast where the lore of Destiny is recorded and presented in an audiobook format. No commentary, just pure, sweet lore. Episodes will be about 30 minutes long and released every Thursday. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audiophile on Podbean and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audiophile, where the audiophile has a PH instead of an F. Readings of The Singular Exeget, Maracena, Books of Sorrow, and more are already queued up and ready to drop. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single performance of Destiny Lore Audiophile. See you there. Wasn't that a good Lore Network ad? I feel that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was good. pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's always kind of makes my day whenever I hear those. It played good. It sounded good. <laughs> it played. <laughs> it was just good. It was just good. <laughs> it was just good. <laughs> Okay, well, brief intro into the topic. Uh, these entries are obtained by completing the Presage or Presage exotic mission. Uh, it's locked to one entry per week, as far as we know, question mark? Are we sure about that? This has been the third week, and I've only gotten three entries, despite having okay. everything done. And so science. And okay. having done it several times over the past three weeks. Okay. So we're going to say science. It's locked to one entry per week. Cool. Um, these entries are imprints of memories about a guardian named Katabases or Katabases. It's Katabases. Katabases. We looked it up. <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of like Katabases. 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 Um, for the first part of the lore book, go back and listen to episode 104, because we just did that one last week. Why are you listening to this one? Go back and listen to that one first, where we pronounce his name 16 different ways. Yeah, we'll we did. And continue to do so in this one. Yep. It's going to be just like that this time. Yeah. Do you know what? Greek is hard. So Greek's not hard. I have their yeah, yogurt all the time. Oh my god. You and Shabani. 
All right. Uh, okay, I'm going to let you read. All right. I'll be starting with entry seven, Ire. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Through the eyes of Catabasis. Restless sleep plagued by the nightmare. I am in the street when the sirens start. I lay watching the traveler for a long time. Disbelief. The gap in thought of a semi-automatic mind. Red Legion sweeps. I see their harrowing fusillades tear annihilation through the tower. Everyone is standing but me. Debris falling. I am separated. I reach for Gilgamesh, and he is gone. The cage chokes our light. Fire chases me from street to street. No light. No ammunition. The city is burning. Faceless zephyrs screaming to me beneath a pitiless god. Red-plated death lines the walls, and the city is burning. I flee. I flee. I flee. I flee. I flee. My steps weighted down by guilt. The city is burning, and I... And you did nothing. Gil's broken star finds my shame. There is only us, forging survival. Together, we crawl to exile. Frenetic scrawl, inked in the margin, reads, Nightmare's back. Took months, but it always comes back. In force this time. Every night since we took on our cargo. They've been howling. I swear, they're three decks down, but you can still hear them. Gil's been wandering the ship more. Time to start making go-bags. Think I'll carve out a spot near the hangar, opposite side of Kinzik's lab. Place is swarming now. So, he's having nightmares. Um, not a surprise, considering last time, last time on Dragon Ball Z, um... The last entry that we read in episode 104 was from Callus's point of view when he was like, hey, nothing, which is the darkness because the darkness is capital and nothing. Um, he was like, why are you not talking back at me when I did all the things that you wanted me to do? Why are you not speaking to me? I miss you. Call me back. Look upon me. Um... Look upon you me. Know, it's callous. Look upon me. It's callous. What up, boo? I did all the things. Um, and um, because he was like, I want to be like you. I want to ooh, do ooh, ooh. you essentially. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. Um. So. All those things that Callus kind of did. So now the darkness is kind of all around them now and it's kind of like seeped into their into their ship and is like changing all of them because now they're they're kind of like docked right on the edge of the anomaly and it's like really messing with all of them. Because obviously it's affecting the scorn and like affecting um the taken are there and they're docile and you know that's a bad sign. Because if we remember that from last time, I thought that was on so Phobos. If they're, is it? But they're still there, it, right? 
but it's yeah it's on phobos they, they specifically are right where the gravity well would be for mars right but that's right around mars it's still miles away but yeah it, it's still like right there though like that's not very far away like that's like very close i would say that's right there i'm anyway. just i'm just making the distinction because it yeah the taken are not on the ship no i'm yeah but if the taken are docile on phobos like and then they're right they're closer to the thing like being closer to the thing that's making the taken docile is not a good thing it's like if you're yeah. getting like radiation let's say but now you're getting closer to the radiation that's not a good thing like don't get closer to the thing that's don't get closer to the danger like get away from the danger but they're like no we're gonna get closer to see it like don't do that let's stop well it's because it's callous cease. i know callous is a crazy person but cease and, anyway yeah. so they're having nightmares and so he's dreaming of um when the traveler was caught um we saw this in the red war and mm -hmm. Um, as our guardian, I mean, like we went through this, like at the very beginning of Destiny Two, and you don't really think about what this did to the other guardians in the city. Like honestly, this never crossed my mind. I don't know why it didn't. Like maybe it should have. Like what would it we, have done? Because they're not the chosen one. Because we're the chosen one. We do. You know. Well, like we do see some of what happens to sp uh, certain guardians because of the red war right um it, like during the red war during the ava's journey lore book um some of the civilians are carrying right. guardians out of the city and a few of them are like um they're just dead weight we need to get rid of them so we can escape the cabal mm -hmm. and that's the kind of mentality that that it's it's really affecting the guardians now like it's ptsd mm -hmm. essentially right yeah this is exactly what that is but um if i mean fire chases me from street to street no light no ammunition the city is burning like that's exactly like what we went through like we were we're running through like where like essentially where water would have been like and fires burning all around us and we're hiding under a bridge as cabal are marching over the bridge and you know um like ships are flying overhead with searchlights like looking for us mm -hmm. and there's like smoke choking us out and we're trying to find our ghosts we barely like have enough health and we're like stumbling our way outside of the city like it's scary and imagine, like, every Guardian going through this. Like, that's terrifying. Unfortunately for them, like, we're the ones that got our light back and no one else did. Right. Like, that's awful. And, like, so, like, of course you're going to have PTSD or something from that. I mean, and, and if you look at it from the, the fact that Guardians literally just kill themselves on a... a 
sometimes hourly basis. And that has become a part of them. Like it's been a part of their strategy, their daily lives. Mm -hmm. And then you take the ability to die away from them or the ability to come back from death rather. Yeah. It makes them stop and think because they can't start throwing themselves at the problem like they used to. They have to adapt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some, yeah, I would suspect that some guardians talk about losing their light and it feeling like losing a limb or something. Mm-hmm. You know, losing a part of yourself that you always yeah. felt there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just being just disconnected or feeling like you are just cut off from air or. Yeah. You know, or just like underwater or something like that. Yeah, I can't even imagine. But I how many times like took months but it always comes back in force this time that he says in in his frenetic scrawling in the margin in his notebook so he's been dealing with this for ages since probably since the war yeah the war was years ago now at this point four years ago yeah jeez that like hurts my heart a bit. Oh, I should send you some links to uh, some of the ghost stories entries. Oh God! It'll make your heart hurt even worse. Ah, oh, at you know some of the ghost stories make me cry. Why would you do that? <laughs> like the one about the ghost um. who felt the light come back just in time to res her guardian, and then the cabal find her. Yeah. That one makes me oh, cry. jeez. Oh, Let me just go read like Let me go read like, I don't know. Black Armory papers. Black Armory. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to Black Armory papers when we go cry. So, I'm going to go read entry 8. Maybe this is going to make me cry. Jeez, Louise. Yes. Entry 8, Acheron's Wall. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind through the eyes of Catabasis. Callus's tomb carriage overlooks the viewing chamber once again. All his forms stand around a garish mass of metal and apprehension. The crown, as he called it. Fewer crew members attend this communion after so many failed attempts. Gilly and I stand above a host of chattering carcasses. Plugs and cables run from them into the flesh of an etherlogged scorn beneath an ugly crown. The gold from the castellum is flush with tarnish, stemming from some kind of lichen that had burrowed its way into the precious metal adornment since the last communion attempt. I thought gold doesn't stain, I said to Gilly. It's an expression of purity. Like the light? Hmm. I grunt. Gilly fixates on the crown, on the viewing window, and the depth beyond. Bato takes a spot next to me and leans against the railing. Are all guardians ruled by uncertainty? Counselors approach the crown. 
Bato, in my experience, people who are too sure of themselves tend to die. The counselors place their hands to the crown, and suddenly I am greatly aware of this room's stillness, or tilt. Bato raises his voice over the intensifying chatter. Your ghost speaks to the scorn as much as they can. Curious, that's all. Looking for an angle, something we can use. Ain't that right, Gilly? I ask, trying to hide my suspicion. Gilgamesh says nothing. Iris frozen ahead as the viewing curtain completes its retraction. Velocity surges forward to the anomaly, tearing away the surrounding reality. The sound of Callus's feverish, multifold laughter drowns the hull's groans for mercy. It's different this time. Not a passage. It's a wall. We crash hard, but not all at once. It's a steady, tumbling impact, always down. The cosmic bands bend around us and shudder as they're drawn into thin, bright needles of diminishing relevance. Peripheral obliteration mainlined and burnt through. The space between each needle of light expands until it is. The transition is like a reluctant membrane, a depth of souls frozen over and wailing. The ice grinds against itself at the ecliptic barrier between form and expression. We cross, sunless, adrift on empty currents with no direction. Where's the emperor? Frenetic scrawl inked in the margin reads. They keep an offshoot of the hangar locked, if no one's using it. So... To me, this played out like those scenes where they're setting up a science experiment and the scientist is like, flip the switch. And then something horrible happens. Yes. It reminds me, um, have you ever watched Star Trek Discovery? No. No. At the very end of the first half of the first season, there are like one last spore jump of like to bring us home. And then that's when they like get tilted into the mirror universe. Because it's like one last spore, you know, something horrible is going to happen. And then something horrible happens and like the ship like disassociates. And like as they go into a jump, you like see like the mirror like separate the ship into two. And then, like, join back together and, you know, something, like, horrific has happened. And then, like, everything just kind of, like, goes wrong. And you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, like, everything, like, the whole world just kind of tilts wrong. Like, that's, that's, reminds me of this. The world tilts wrong. So, we end up seeing that. They actually set up the the crown for their little experiment to talk to the darkness. Mm-hmm. They activate it, and then all of a sudden, where's the emperor? I have a feeling that, and, and like, this is totally up to interpretation because this is there's no actual description about anything that Callus has felt past this point. I kind of see this as that moment where 
somebody is yelling at God, and then all of a sudden, they have a meeting with God. Like, Bruce Almighty or something. Right. But this is being told from an outside person's perspective. So nobody sees Callus just kind of like poof or anything. It's just everybody's focused on the experiment itself. And then they start looking around like, wait, where did Callus go? Right. And we don't know if that's just because the darkness actually pulled Callus into a different realm or Callus died and got vaporized or it like that's up to interpretation mm-hmm. until we get more. Um, we have heard him in the actual mission. And so it's implied to me that he is no longer on this earthly plane, uh, Marsley plane, living plane but we don't have confirmation of that because we don't know where the darkness pulls you to honestly when you're having to shoot plants to like go into like the weird nether realm I don't know what the hell is happening anymore so mm. well and and yeah and it it could just be talking about the soul itself Mm-hmm. Because we've heard, like, I've run through that mission and I've heard Aldrin and Cade. Mm-hmm. And, like, quotes from that I remember from Cade. So, like, mm-hmm. it's not from his time as a human, it's from his time as an exo. So, at that point, right. he is literally just a, a soul in a circuit board. Um, Aldrin's mm-hmm. body is wandering around and is currently at the helm, mm-hmm. you know. So, right. hearing Aldrin in that that mission, mm-hmm. I'm led to believe that it's it's you are hearing somebody who is dead, but it's when their soul passes on. So, like I, I, the only thing I can compare it to is Buffy the Vampire Slayer the final mm-hmm. season the, uh, the big bad is the first evil mm-hmm. and it takes on the form of anybody who died yeah so like there have been a few different scenes where Buffy actually talks to herself because she died previously mm-hmm. it's that kind of situation yeah. right right yeah I agree. It's I feel very debated, honestly. So we'll see. Um, I do like the way it's described that the transition is like a reluctant membrane, a depth of souls frozen over and wailing. The ice grinds against itself at the ecliptic barrier between form and expression. Like that's so poetic and so nondescript. <laughs> Yeah. It's, I mean, you can kind of picture it. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
It's good. I want to read the next one. Do you want to read the next one? And that is entry nine, Heretical Flesh. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Through the eyes of an empty vessel. Dormant. Bound. Knock. Threat. Storm outside. Rain soft thirst. Flashes show shapes. Shapes I know. The knock is stronger. Gentle whispers reach from me. To all. As father. As fickrel. Barons. Kells. Gone. Another voice. The knock is insistent. Pressing. Fear and confusion. No. The mind beneath this one screams to the surface. Nothing. Scorn. A son. Fallen. Elixni. King. Acris does not bow. Arise, commands the voice buried in whispers. Acris does not bow, but Acris is dead. Peeled away. The spine of the glycon breaks, its vertebrae now interchanging. Scorn howl to herald the crossing into nothing. Through the locusts, they hear the whispers and obey. Meet salvation. Frenetic scrawl inked in the margin reads, There's a scanner array off the hull near the hangar. I patched a line through to it to check Kinzik's feed. Needed somewhere to listen. So this is an empty vessel. Yep. So we haven't had an empty vessel. So we've had we've had through the eyes of Catavasus. We've had Callus. We've had have we had a Scion? Um or have has it only been Catavasus and Callus? I think it's only been Catavasus and Callus so far. Okay, so we've only had two people. This is the first empty vessel. Interesting. Um but um but we have as father as Fick rule, Baron's Kell's gone. So we know it's a scorn. Um but it's a scorn that can hear the darkness. But it's like it's it's a terrified scorn and uh pressing fear and confusion. The mind beneath this one screams to the surface. Nothing scorn a son fallen elixni king. Acris does not bow. Like, I mean, this, it says through the eyes of an empty vessel, but it this gives us so much information through mm-hmm. the way it's written. Like, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's kind of a terrifying description of, like, being trapped in your own mind. Yeah. And just, it's the idea of, it's like a waking nightmare. It's, you know, the kind of dreams where you wake up and you don't know where you are? Yeah, it's like that. 
kind of it's kind of like you wake up and you're like okay i have arms and legs i don't know where i am for a second kind of the panic of like the fuck did i just dream you don't remember that you don't know like you look and you have like that split second of like where am i what is am i still in a dream or am i awake yeah kind of thing so this kind of reminds me of that like feeling a little bit i could definitely see that like that kind of like that that gives me that feeling like reading this a little bit but um we do get a little bit as father as fickerel baron's kel's gone so it has like all the memories of being um an elixney and then going to being a scorn it's it it's interesting that it goes through all of that well because like the memory like the mind itself still holds the memory Mm -hmm. i suppose right Mm mm-hmm And and even even more than that, um, this is actually the first mention of capital L Locus. Um, Through the Locus, they hear the whispers and obey, meet salvation. So this Mm -hmm. Locus is the final boss of the Presage mission. Yes, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Right. Oh, okay. Well, that's new. So, like, good catch, Elmas. I'm wondering if this—I <laughs> did not catch that. Well, so like, I'm wondering if if this is actually like us diving into Locus's mind during that transition. Oh, okay. So, like, okay, he's becoming more supercharged, I guess getting some of his memories back from his past life right and becoming locus oh i see okay right or at least that's how i interpreted it i mean like that's totally valid and actually now that you say that (laughs) yeah i i i totally fucking buy it like and like it, it still would, it still would be like you know a, a waking nightmare. But it is a waking nightmare, but honestly, that's a really good catch. And I bet, honestly, yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So good for you. Like y- you win the Lord competition. If this is a competition, you win. <laughs> I would never. I would have never have got that. <laughs> so. The only Get other it. thing I want to specify, the spine mm-hmm. of the glycon breaks. It's vertebrae yeah, now I just, interchanging. I just saw that, yeah. So the ship is changing as they actually... Is it changing or is it breaking? Yes. Like okay, yes, yes, the ship is changing and breaking. (laughs) Good job. Well, and like we'll find out in this next entry, um, but it's it's. I'm just leaving it as yes, because Mm -hmm. it's yes, it's happening after they have crossed into the nothing. 
into yes. the, the anomaly. Right. Okay. Would you so, like to continue? I would love to continue. I've never thought you were going to ask. Thank you. Thank you for including me in this. Entry 10. Blood in the Barrel. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind through the eyes of catapesis. Weeks bleed away. Where is your ghost? Bato grunts as he throws a crushed scorn into a tangle of festering dark tendrils. These fungal growths had grown across the glycon during the timeless expanse since their plunge, and only continued to spread. I don't know, I sputter as I pulled a ragged blade from my gut, off fraternizing somewhere. I'm here, what do you need? Gilly says, appearing. Fewer holes, I groan. Bato looks to the three scorn that had ambushed us, now returned to the grave. The rest will feel their deaths. How much farther? Assuming the ship hasn't shifted again, not far once this one gets up. Gilly gestures to me. Is Kinzig certain severing the crown will send us back? It'll work. We better not have dug up this command key for nothing, I reply, holding up an imperial security key. You said it was to stop the scorn, Bato roars. Stopping them doesn't matter if we don't get out. I pledged my life to Callus, and you want me to forsake him, he towers over me. I know a thing or two about abandonment. He used you to get what he wanted, just like he used me. He's gone, Bato, and we're close to follow. Where does that leave your bloodline? I stand as a wave racks the glycon. It isn't something you see, more like a light bulb bursting. A long blink before the pins and shivers wash over. Numb. I can hear it moving through the ship like cold metal tension. The three scorns snap and contort in grotesque reanimation. You're welcome to stay, Skullcracker. We make it to the ship's bridge, howls tracking us down every hall. I seal the door with the command key and meet Kensig beneath the command console at the entrance to the viewing chamber. She stands, encircled by fifteen loyalist soldiers. This is everyone? I ask. Kensig nods. I insert the command key into the viewing chamber door. After a moment, pistons disengage, and the door opens. Kinzig focuses for a moment. Empty, her voice rings from her. We enter the viewing chamber. The soldiers take up positions around the room. Bato strides past the darkness-infested crown and drops to his knees at the open viewing window. He stares into the endless... How do we choose who deserves our loyalty? I walk to his side. Everyone's got their own way. No one's right. You don't owe anyone anything, Bato. Kinzig signals that she is ready. As I approach the crown, I watch her eye trace the scorched handprints of each counselor that last communed here. Shrieks echo down the steps leading to the bridge. Metallic scraping heralds the flame. I will do this so that others may live. Kinzik's voice flows. I did not intend suffering, but should have expected Callus's deceit. Ambition to steal away his secrets damned us all. Get us out and we're square. She plants her next words into my mind. I will because you do not belong here. 
She places her palms on the crown. Velocity surges backward into an infinity, tearing away the surrounding reality. We stand in nothing, 17 defenders back to back round Kensig in the crown. The shrieks grow louder, and through the winds of bending steel, the trembling flesh of scorn pour into the nothing with us. Slug rifles unleash a salvo in all directions from behind a handful of phalanx shields, tearing line after line of scorn down with explosive force. Incendiers step forward to cremate the remains between volleys. I add my gun to line, dropping raiders before they can align shots on our ring and slinging void wall grenades to stem the flood. Kinsig screams, straining to sever the link as the glycon thrashes against dark waves. Black fire scalds her hands as nothing twists around us. We fight until the floor is lined with dead scorn and empty magazines. The shrieking recedes. Scraping metal echoes through the viewing chambers as a wave of darkness trembles through the glycon. Every unburnt scorn seizes and begins to reconstitute. Soldiers panic and fire into heaps of writhing bodies, hoping to stop the process. In the chaos, lightning rips through the air, cutting through three legionaries and rupturing an incendiary tank. The blast kills seven. The circle tightens. We return fire in the direction of the lightning and are met with two fetid abominations. They burst into the chamber and rear back with crackling fists. I charge one, slipping into the void to draw blades from its sheath. Bato snatches a phalanx shield resting at his feet and challenges the other. Its bolts break on the shield. Our remaining guns harry them with slug fire until we close the gap. I cut through hands and head, then pivot to see Bato driving his shield into the other's face. Kinzig cries out. I spin on my heel to see her engulfed in black flame and the cosmos racing around us. She spreads her pain to us to hold on for a few moments longer to no avail. I look back to Bato, deeper past him in the nothing to the hulking silhouette dragging a flaming sensor, and I know this is where we die. Frenetic scrawl inked in the margin reads, Cut out a hideaway under the knife. Stowed some lab tech nearby. Holy crap. What did I just read? <laughs> the Scorn have pretty much taken over the Glycon. Um, they attacked. Fierce. <laughs> they were mm -hmm. fierce. Um, the one thing I wanted to note... Oh, where is it? Assuming the ship hasn't shifted again, not far once this one gets up. So the ship is actually transforming. Like, it's it's shifting around. So, like... Yeah, not only is it shifted around, but it's... All the stuff is growing in it now. And I think they're having the same problem we do when we're in it. It that's, At this point. That's very possible. That they're blocked off because they don't have the right. I'm trying to think. Not just of... that, but he... it has that janky door in it too. Well, we knew about the janky door. Yeah, but it's got the janky door and it's doing the thing. Yeah, but it it's doing the thing outside the janky door. But anyway, um. So the actual glycon is shifting around. 
And in the last entry, you know, the spine of the glycon breaks, its vertebrae now interchanging. So I'm led to believe that even though we don't experience the, the ship moving, you know, rooms around and all that, even though we don't experience it, we are only in there for maybe a half hour. Whereas these people are actually in there 24-7. Yeah. Or as close to 24-7 as you can get while outside of an yeah. anomaly that still mm -hmm. has gravitational pull. But yeah. Right. So this is just... Yeah. And the scorn are fierce. I mean, you've got the Cabal fighting with everything they've got, and the Scorn are just giving it back. Um, yeah. The one thing I do want to note, the shrieking recedes. Scraping metal echoes through the viewing chambers as a wave of darkness tremors through the Glycon. And there's also uh, Kinzik screams, straining to sever the link as the glycon thrashes against dark waves so like they're actually experiencing some weird darkness shit because they are that close to it i'm interested um especially in the fact that Kinzig is spreading the pain to everybody to hold on for a few moments longer. She's distributing it to everybody just so she can try to keep moving the ship. Yeah. Um, I think that's really interesting. It is. Because that's something we haven't seen before from, mm -hmm. from Scions. Yeah. That that's an ability that they have too, because we've learned more, I think, in this season about scions. Um, the only other than time in any other season. The only other time that we learned this much was during season of opulence, I believe. Yeah. Mm hmm. Another callous heavy season. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm. But yeah. But this is a very um. You know, this is like um, Katabasis and Bato, you know, like back to back looking, looking past each other. Like, this is where we're going to die, bro. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Very much, very at the end, like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> They're sitting there going, we going to die, but we're we going to die in style. Yeah. Well, do you want to read the next one? Sure. And that is Entry 11, Sullen. This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Through the eyes of Catabasis. It didn't work. Truth be told, I have no way of knowing if Kinzik even finished what she was doing. Gilly said it could take days to find a safe place to bring me back. The big one they all follow was hunting for him. I make a task of 
committing the Cabal bodies to burial. The costs are heavy, and I don't get everyone. We try to keep hidden, using the smugglers' hovels where I stashed go-bags across the ship. All it takes is one of them seeing you. Been keeping track for what I think is a month, three months. The waves are random. When one hits, it rearranges pieces of the ship, and I have to find my way again. Gilgamesh is becoming more distant, talking less. He wanders off for days at a time. So far, he always comes back. When I die, I dream of a city burning. Death dreams are a first. When I wake up, I don't know how long it's been. Gilly won't say. There have been a hundred lives between this and the last one I remember. I live in a charnel house. I'm alive and old. Get up. Gilly's voice is thin. Why? There's nothing to do but starve. Giving up again? You'd rather I just left you here? I roll myself to face him. I'm not giving up. Just take my light and hold it until until there's a way out. You know, I used to think we were the way out. Us. Together. But we're just stuck in another cycle. There's nothing to eat, Gil. You don't feel that emptiness chewing at you. Promise you'll leave me be until we're out. Gilgamesh looks at me for a long time without speaking. I close my eyes. I promise. Frenetic scrawl inked in the margin reads, Maze of Vents. It's somewhere in there. That fungus crap keeps blocking my path. I was like, is that the end? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they are, um, they, they are kind of at their wits end. Definitely. Like, there's like, there's like very little left for them. Like they're, they're committing all the cabal that died in that big attack that they had to burial. He's doing what he can. Um, they're hidden from the scorn that have definitely taken over the ship. Um, like, um, the waves are random. It rearranges the ship still. And he's still trying to, like, commit to memory the way the ship is being rearranged. It's hard because he's still trying to keep hidden from all the scorn that have taken over the ship. Um... He's keeps starving to death and dying, and then Gilly keeps bringing him back. And we've heard stories of this before, if we remember. Um, the Drifter went through the same thing. Yeah. We've had other Guardians that have starved and then been brought back after they died. And like it's awful having to go through that is you're immortal but you know you still have to eat you know like how does that even work well and what makes it worse is the fact that Gilgamesh knows that Catabasis actually has to eat so but he keeps bringing him back anyway yeah like at that point, he knows that he's just bringing him back just to die. 
But I mean, he also doesn't want to be alone. That's true. I mean, the ghost, like, doesn't want to be alone. Would you want to be alone in all of this? Like, you know, I used to think we were the way out, us together. Right. Yeah. Like, that sucks. Yeah, it, it does. Um, we do get further confirmation that the ship is rearranging itself. But mm -hmm. only when the darkness waves hit. Right. And... And they're random. Yeah. There's no telling when a darkness wave is going to hit. Yeah. So it could it could happen or it could not happen. I'm kind of hoping that we actually see that happen in game. I really want just like on a random Wednesday just be like, "Oh, ship's different." Yes. Good luck. Exactly. <laughs> Like the the path is completely different now. Good luck, chuckle fucks. Like, <laughs> exactly. Who knows how you get there now? You've been working for like a month now on like this one path that you guys know. Nah, that's not the path anymore. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. Like, I'm hoping that like, it just yeah. randomly it happens. Like, remember in zero hour, like. You had your zero, you had your normal zero hour path, and then they're like, oh no, zero hour heroic? No, it's completely different. Like, good luck. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I want something like that. That'd be great. Like, no, you have to go over the top of the ship, and the floor is lava. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> like, that'd be great. I love that. Well, and especially since the people who want to keep running it are going to like if they're chasing the triumphs they're going to keep running it for the next 8 weeks or so so like that would be perfect time to just have an alternate route you know spring up mhm mm yeah it would be that'd be great ooh yeah what if hmm it like and and this would be the lamest way to do it, but like, what if it it just mirrored it one way? So like, instead of having oh, to jump cool. left to mm -hmm. to start it off, you jump right. That would mess me up. Right. That would really mess me up. Like I said, I would be so lost. Like I said, it would be so lame. But like, I could see that really tripping people up. I you you get this muscle memory for things like this, like uh -huh. with Whisper. I got muscle memory for it. Same with Zero Hour. Yeah, I got muscle memory for Zero Hour. The number of times I did it, both ways. I mean, honestly, I did heroic way more than I did the normal one. But I have muscle memory for that. Like I can still picture and do the entire mission like in my head. The number of times I've done it. Right. And if it if someone changed just like one little thing, I'd get completely lost. I would not be able to do it. No, I'd be screwed. <laughs> right. And like I said, it would yeah. be the lamest yeah. way to do it. But like mm -hmm. No, yeah. It would be the easiest way too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, you're full of good ideas tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um the only other thing I wanted to to cover is catabasis actually saying i make a task of committing the car uh, the cabal bodies to burial 
the costs mm-hmm. are heavy and I don't get everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, he has gotten so attached to the cabal that he's been working with that mm-hmm. he's actually trying to to give them burial rights. Mm-hmm. It's just that's... That, I- it's just that that's the first time that I've I've seen that. I think he's worked with them for months now, and he's he's been with them for months, and they've gone through so much together at, that at least three months. Yeah, at least I mean three months together, kind of in this shit, kind of like makes you kind of comrades in arms, I guess. You know. Well, because, like, the planets went away at the very beginning of Beyond Light. That was back in November. Right. And this mission first dropped at, what was it, the second week of this this season? Mm -hmm. Right. So, at least three months. Maybe three months in a week. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just... uh... Oh, I agree. It's yeah. No, oh, he's still having um when I die I dream of a city burning. So he's still having that same the PTSD. same dream. Yeah, the PTSD yeah, nightmare. Same PTSD. Yeah, he's still having it. Death dreams are first. So when he dies, he's having that dream now. Yeah, that's So um what which um does, is it that the Thanatonauts, that when they, when they die, yes, they try. So when they when they kill themselves, they what? So explain that to me a little bit. So guardians are the only ones who can actually survive death and actually report on what they experienced. Thanatonauts mm-hmm. intentionally kill themselves in order to chart death okay to report on what they felt what they experienced okay so do you he's if he's having death dreams right like and and have there been reports of people having dreams when they die in any other lore, I don't know. There have been a few things regarding the Thanatonauts, but mm-hmm. for the most part, this is the most extensive thing that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Because I know he's not intentionally dying, obviously. Like, right. This is a traumatic, like, he's dying because he's starving to death. Right. And also, Gilgamesh is becoming more distant, talking less. He wanders off for days at a time. Like, that's worrying when your ghost is starting to wander off, too, and just disappears. He's like, bye. <laughs> like, when your ghost starts acting weird, like, you should worry about that. Like, no offense. Just a bit, yeah. Guys, check on your ghosts. Make sure they're not doing weird shit. <laughs> Make sure they're being little, the you know flashlight they're meant to be. So I just did a quick 
look on Thanatonaut and Thanatonauts, mm-hmm. and there is a total of seven entries. Mm. Period. Since That's Vanilla D1. What? Um, there are plenty of other smaller items that actually have um, the Natanot in the name. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a lot of them actually contributing to the Natanots in general. Interesting. And I mean, this, this is possibly the most extensive information about anything like that that we've gotten um, right outside of ghost fragment exo2 mm-hmm. that's the only other one that has had actual like extensive anything not an eye information mm-hmm. yeah huh interesting i was just wondering if if I, it was just a thought just because it was it was strange behavior like strange death behavior like the it just it makes me immediately think of the nods since they do weird death behavior stuff well and es- so. well and especially since he says you know death dreams are a first right yeah so like, he could just, be yeah. hundreds of years old and all of a sudden he's getting death dreams now Okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When you start, yeah, it's and it it, it could also be because, you know, you're exper- you're exposed to these spores on this ship that is in a weird membrane space in, you know, nothing in the darkness with like the scorn everywhere and your ghost is doing weird shit. I mean, there's so many other weird you know weird things going on around you that you don't know what's happening and I, I don't know yeah there's one more entry like it, it's shall we see what the the final let's do it my goodness all right this is entry 12 debtor's knife This page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your open mind. Through the eyes of Gilgamesh, I linger on the corpse of my once guardian. I've hidden his shame for so long. I believed it was my obligation to be the warmth when his fire died. But now I see that obligation was a leash to keep me tied to life. It is a cold, coiled, choking reality, and I will hang gasping from it no more. See the truth the whispers had offered. I saw it in every moment suffered aboard this vessel, a microcosm of violence extrapolated to the world beyond with only one escape. Soon Katabasis would know it too. Scorn onlookers surround us. I raise Katabasis. Gilly? Katavasis kneels before me, his rifle beside him. What is this? A way out? I won't carry you anymore. You're 
abandoning me? Gitavis looks to the scorn, his rifle, his ghost. No, no longer, not his, not the traveler's, not anyone's. I sacrificed everything to keep you moving forward, guided you to every power you needed to survive. I share the truth he wants to forget. And for what? It never ends anything. There's always more. The scorn encroach across disjointed walkways. Katabas sinks. You, you said you wouldn't. You, the traveler, you've kept me trapped in this death knell. Now it's time to set us free. What does that mean? His words like stone weights. Sever our light, or they'll rip you apart for a thousand lives. I gesture to the scorn. You wouldn't. Your deaths are heavy, Katava says, but I'll bring you back as many times as it takes for you to learn. He does not understand. You think I don't feel pain? You think I don't suffer while you're hiding in your limbo? Katabasis lurches forward. I did everything you asked me to. You left! I shout. You left me here! You left me in the city! Made me turn away from the traveler! More like the scorn in those tanks, drowning in panic, confusion, forever! You did that! The city was burning and I wanted to live. Everything was so we could live. He still didn't see it. This place is no different than soul. A barrel of blood, there's no reason to go back. Now the light is burning. We can survive this. Katabasis holds out his palm for me. Please. I don't want survival, Katabasis. I drift away from him. I want salvation. It got to you. Katabasis sobs weakly, his epiphany complete. You can end this for both of us. It's your turn to sacrifice. I offer. Everything you say is a lie. Katabasis grasps for his rifle. Lever to action, shot to nothingness, ghost to dead memory. Frenetic scrawl inked in the margin reads. Water under the bridge, flooded with bodies waiting to stand again in the next wave. Be careful. What an ending. So good. Holy crap. Like it, it it leaves you on a cliffhanger, but having run the mission and having found some of the Easter eggs, some of the scannables, like there is an actual ghost that you can scan. Um and, and I don't know if it's the full ghost or if it's just, like, the discarded light. Um, I know you can find the ghost. You get the ghost shell in the end after you get all the scannables for the three weeks. Yeah. Because I, I, know, I know the scannables are different 
for the three weeks. And once you get all the scannables, you get Gilgamesh. Okay. And I, I haven't gotten, like, I am currently on the last week. Yeah. Starting tomorrow. Um, so, like, that's going to be exciting for me. Um, mm-hmm. But there is an actual scannable for week two. Mm-hmm. It, it like there's fifteen scannables spread across three different weeks. Um right. and you do them in order per week. So like if the first week only had four I think it has four scannables, right. you have to do all four in order to progress to the next week's scannables. Oh. I had forgotten to finish that one week, so I'm just a week behind. Um, but the fact is, there's there is an actual ghost, and it looks like it's emanating light, and it looks nothing like the shell of Gilgamesh. Really? Oh, that's exciting. Right. Like the shell of Gilgamesh, the the ghost shell itself, looks like it's Tex Mechanica. Like it's got the the symbol on it and everything. Um, but the actual ghost shell scannable looks like a generalist shell. I want to say, where it's just all okay. like pure white. Oh, cool. But it's it's still glowing. So I'm I'm wondering if that's like. The discarded games. light. Or it could just be for Guardian Games. Because <laughs> it's glowy. <laughs> I don't know. That's cool, though. I love glowy shit. You know that. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm trying to... F- ah, there it is. I found an actual picture of it. Oh, send it to me. Yeah, it looks like a generalist shell. That's Gilgamesh. But it's still glowing. But it's it's not the actual Gilgamesh shell. Yeah, but that's Gilgamesh. That's the ghost shell that you find. That's Gilgamesh. Except for the fact that it doesn't actually look like the shell of Gilgamesh. No, but that's in the thing. That's just this. That's a scannable in the mission. Right. And, like, it makes sense that it would be Gilgamesh. Yeah. I'm just holding out hope that, like, we see a ghost turn away from the Traveler, turn away from everything. You know, goes dark. Yeah. Because that would be an interesting dichotomy. Like, that that would just... (sighs) There's a lot of potential there for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. That's exciting. To dive back into what actually happened in the entry, um, they literally have a lover spat while Scorn are charging at them. Mm-hmm. And Gilgamesh is like... They totally do. And Gilgamesh is like, I'll just keep reviving you 
until you give up. And it's like, that's kind of fucked up. I didn't see it that way. Um, I saw it as Gilgamesh um, is now on Team Darkness, not on Team Traveler. Gilgamesh is like, right. Traveler is fucking stupid. Because if we saw from the last episode when I was like, oh, this started all the way back here. If you remember last time we talked. Um, God, where was it? Um, oh, this is going to bother me that I can't find it. It's all just a cage, a prison, but so much bigger than we thought. Um, Gilly's eyes. And, uh, yeah, it's all just the same all the way through to you were right. Kataba says it's all just a cage, a prison, but so much bigger than we thought because we didn't. So we didn't say like what the prison or the cage was. Right. And we had talked about like what what is the cage? Like is it a metaphorical cage or is it an actual cage? And is it starting all the way back here? Like is it foreshadowing? And so because we had both read this, I was like, are they foreshadowing that it's is it the traveler's light is the cage? And was it foreshadowing like this part? So you're all the way back. So there. you're thinking that yeah. he started going mm-hmm. crazy back then. Yeah. Okay. That you could see all the way. Um. Yeah. That all the way since the scorn, um, Kinzik is getting it ready in the viewing chamber. You can hear him at night whispering. Gilly's eyeing it too, looking through portholes. I can hear him at night whispering. Yeah, so this is back in um, Entry 5. Feast Your Eyes is where I'm starting, where I'm thinking it's starting. Because this is where they started to be um, stationed at the bottomless pit where Mars used to be. So right when, right when they get to the anomaly is where Gilly starts to go crazy. So I'm thinking that that's kind of where it started. All the way back there. Damn. Either way, I mean, that's... So I'm thinking that's, Damn. for me, like, reading it, that the it, the foreshadowing started back there. Yeah. So I'm thinking that the it's the same all the way through. It's all just a cage of prison. That that, that, that line, but so much bigger than we thought, like, that line is foreshadowing... Um, that, um, Gilgamesh's thought that the Traveler's Light being its own prison, um, and they, and it wanting salvation with the darkness is, because it's making its own decision here. It's saying, I don't want to be with the Traveler anymore. I don't want to keep rezzing you. I'm fucking done with this. Like, please release me by exploding me. Because I don't want survival. I want salvation. You can end this for both of us. Because it wants to return to light. Right. Like it literally wants Katabasis to like take the gun and explode it. Right. And and that's how I originally took it. Yeah. But then I'm I'm also looking at hopeful thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, hey, it would be cool to see this 
kind of progression because we are heading down that kind of a path. Right. Yeah. But I really loved this. Um, the first time I read it is what sealed this book for me as the best book since Beyond Light came out, in my opinion. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, if it's okay if you don't have the same opinion. I really like this book since we're getting into did you like it i i definitely don't feel that way but i did That's enjoy okay. the book yeah um, i um really like it a lot no like it it was a fun book mm -hmm. um i mean we got to see the real callus for a brief instant mm -hmm. and it i'm enjoying the little tidbits of like the the frenetic ink scrawled or the frenetic scrawl ink mm -hmm. because right those are related to directly to places in the actual mission that we go to mm -hmm. right and the actual like caches that we find there are his go bags yeah i think that's so cool it's absolutely cool so like the lore book on its own, yes, it's good, but you have to take it and the mission together to truly appreciate it. I think the lore book is, for me, the best lore book since Beyond Light came out because it explains a lot of the darkness. It explains a lot of it it tells us about the darkness kind of like the nothingness it tells us about the anomalies it tells us about what happened to the planets it shows us kind of the beyond of where the planets are because you kind of travel beyond um it tells us more about the scions and how they operate it tells us more about callus and how he is and it tells us more about the cabal it tells us more about the scorn it widens the entire universe of the scorn and even the taken a little bit and the cabal themselves and how the cabal hierarchy works and even how cabal fire teams work and you don't get any of that in any other book because normal books with normal fire teams and normal destiny stuff we get that all the time and that's boring this is new and different and unique right. and weird and it's written very very well and you get an insane ghost in the end <laughs> and you it's so well written and it is so imaginative that it is honestly truly the best written book that we've gotten it it, it is the best written book hands down i don't know who wrote it whoever wrote it fucking kudos to you I could probably look it up, but whoever wrote it, 
It, seriously, you are amazing. Good job. Like, so good. Like, I want to, like, slide into your DMs. And like I said, it is a fun book to read. In order to truly appreciate it, you have to do the mission. You do and you don't. I mean, like, it helps to do the mission. I mean, it helps to be able to see it. I don't think you have to do the mission to appreciate the book. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm not saying that you can't appreciate it without doing the mission. Yeah. Or you you can't appreciate it without doing the mission. I'm just saying that it gives an extra layer. Yeah, it really does. Um, I really don't like the scout rifle very much, but I don't like text mechanica guns at all. So. That's like, I really only like the chaperone. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a, it's such a good book. It really is. It's so good. It lends itself to a lot of it. It gives a lot to the Destiny universe, like this one book does. It, there's a, there's a lot of informational she... stuff about the Cabal yeah. and and the Scorn. It yeah, which we don't get a whole lot of in other books. And I I will admit that it it is an inventive way of having another scorn story without involving Fickrel and Aldrin. Yeah, which I appreciate because I don't want to read about them <laughs> all the time. So, no, I really like this book a lot. Well, that's good for you. Yeah, it is good for me. Thanks. <laughs> shout out I don't have any this week <gasps> what none none for your 12 man fire teams nope none for your anybody nope. really how about uh, favorite anything I'm I'm good shout outs for you oh my god Jesus Christ Elmas uh shout out to my two favorite people in the entire world you know who you are hi you don't even listen to this podcast but hi yep that's it (laughs) oh my goodness uh we have some special thanks uh the artwork for this episode is courtesy of uh volshock he can be found on twitter at volshock b the music in this episode is copyright of bungie thank you so much we're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators if you'd like to dive into the destiny lore on your own please visit ishtar-collective.net uh they're where we make our show notes thank you so much baxter uh for reminders you can find us on twitter at guardians underscore lore you can tweet at me at hey it's Orchid or at elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist and send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com leave us a review uh wherever you can leave us reviews except for spotify because who knows or you can join our discord there's an invite in the description of this episode elemist say good night Good night. Good night. Bye, guys.
through the eyes of Katabasis. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? Katabasis. 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 Are you trying to read it like Bife? <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, what isn't wrong with me? Are you a psychologist? I I am I am not that kind of doctor. No. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm going to read now. Sorry. <sighs> okay. This is entry 10. Blah 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 blah. It's not the name of the entry. Blah blah blah. blah. Okay, no. Hey guys, quick shout out to our audio producer slash special effects person, uh, Rindle Zivas, for doing all of the extra legwork, special effects, and music for chapter 12 of um, Captain's Log. Without him, it would not sound as amazing as it does. So, Rindle, thank you so much for all the extra work that you put in. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zivas. Thanks again, Rindle.